0: Hey everyone, first of all, I would like to say thank you for joining me. I really appreciate all of my listeners and I just want to thank all of you. I have a couple of things that I would like to share with you, but I want to start off by addressing some questions that have been asked recently I know that I have talked about this before and this is about karma I get people all the time asking me about karma and do I believe it's true and so on and I have like I said I have spoken about this in the past you know I I had a friend who at the beginning of my knowledge-seeking, she would say things to me like, you get back what you put out there. And she started talking about karma, cause and effect, things like this. And while I know that it's, it's partially true, of course, what you put out there is going to come back to you but not always and my own belief about this whole thing is even even okay cause and effect when i look at that of course you can break it down to simple terms like oh, if I'm just really mean to everyone all the time and I'm just like the biggest bitch in the city, of course it's going to affect me because pretty soon no one's going to like me and people are going to start being mean to me. So in a simple sense, this is true. But then you've got these people who are, for example, out there in the community trying to help people, trying to do whatever they can to help people in certain circumstances. Maybe uh, there are people who don't have enough food. They don't have enough money to buy food. They don't have enough money to buy shoes or anything like that. And there are people like that just in my community alone. And So you've got these people who are trying to help them. They collect food. They take them food. They help them. They buy them the necessities from their own pockets. And you hear about people like this once in a while. It's not a big uh, moneymaker as far as being presented to you on the news. They don't make money off of feel-good stories or good stories because this is not going to give you any type of fear. So it's not a moneymaker. But anyways, so there are really good people out there in the community who are really, really trying to help. And to help people who are in need. And you will hear about these people when someone kills them. Because this has happened many times. You've got this good person who always tries to help. You hear about store owners who... The person goes in there and just wants to buy milk, but they don't have enough money to buy the milk. And the store owner says, okay, go ahead and take the milk. I know you have kids and you can pay me when you get the money. And then those store owners are killed, are murdered just for no reason. So how does that play into cause and effect? Because if that was really true, if that was like a type of, let's say, some sort of law, whether it's universal, it's cosmic law, anything you want to call it. But if this was really, really true, these people would not be killed because they are doing something good. They're doing it from their heart. And then you got these people who come around and kill them. When in reality, if there was such a thing, these people would get other people to maybe donate food so that the that person could donate the food you know what i mean you would get people just coming out of their own goodwill to drop off food not without i mean without any type of um advertising you know you get on channels on abc news every couple times a year, they have these uh, food drives in this and that. Well, there are people who do this all the time who don't have advertising on TV. So without anything like that, oh, so-and-so is going to be having a food drive. Without any type of advertisement at all, these people would be getting other people to just come and drop off food for the needy is what I'm trying to say. If there was this law. If there was this order, okay, some sort of natural law of cause and effect. That's just my thinking. So, all the things that we do cause, they will affect us sometimes, but not always. So, when we're putting good out there, we're supposed to be getting good back. And that doesn't usually happen because what usually happens is if you put good out there, if you just try to help everyone you can, or if you're just like uh, the best person, what usually happens is people take advantage of those people who are trying to do good. People take advantage of them, they use them, things like this. So that's why I've got a difficult time when it comes to this whole cause and effect and, okay, karma. Well, I don't believe in karma the way that it's put out there for us. The If that was the case, like just in the cause and effect, if that was the case, then... Bad things would not happen to good people. I've said this many times before. So I have to say, it's, in my opinion, it's a half-truth. But that's it. I've seen people who are rotten, who just have just nothing but good things happen to them. There was a saying when I used to live in Oklahoma, when somebody was trying to um, explain how all this good stuff would happen to an individual, they would always say, well, he just fell into a tub of butter. That meant that you just have everything good happen to you. And so what I have seen in my life is, uh, okay, I am acquainted with someone in a roundabout way who used to be a, he used to abuse his wife and he really, really was very abusive. I mean, I'm surprised that he didn't hurt her even more than he did. I'm surprised that she didn't come out with some type of um, neurological damage from the beatings that she took from him. Not only would he beat his wife, but he would uh, sometimes beat his children if they just made him mad for whatever reason. And they could drop a pencil and that would set him off and he would beat them. He would, um, usually his anger was directed, they had four children. His anger was usually directed at his wife, who got the brunt of the beatings, and two of his children, one a boy, one a girl. So what ends up happening is, his wife finally got the courage to divorce him. And what happens to him? He meets a woman with money, goes off with her, lives in some kind of resort area of a fancy part of Florida, and is living happily ever after. I mean, this man fell into a tub of butter. Never had to worry about working again, never had to worry about anything. He married this woman who was just she came from a quite a wealthy family so what that's what i'm saying where's the karma where's the justice in that and that's not the only story i know i know quite a few and i am actually part of something that i wonder where where is the justice if there is any type of justice in the universe as far as this, what what they call karma and what have you, then where is it? Because my own personal story has not ended with anyone who did something to me that was, in well, in my mind, it was... Um, Well, it wasn't physical, but it was mental. And to this day, this person just is not, nothing affects this person. Not that I wanted to. I don't wish harm on anyone. But it just makes me wonder, where's the justice? Where's the so-called karma? I've seen this too many times now for me to just believe in this because certain people have maybe experienced something. I personally cannot 100% believe in this. It doesn't mean that it doesn't exist in some form, but I I just, um, I don't believe in it 100%. I mean, unless you break it down to the simple term, like I was saying, you're going to be like a rotten person and everybody knows you're rotten. Well, pretty soon they're not going to like you. They're going to be rotten to you. They're going to push you away. So that I understand, but that's just like common sense kind of stuff. But from everything I've seen for me to come out there and tell you guys, oh yeah, yeah, I believe in yes, definitely there's karma. No, I can't say that with any type of uh, without me feeling like I'm misleading someone because in my own opinion whatever we do to other people to hurt them whether it's mentally or physically financially whatever we do to hurt other people knowingly I mean this is not something that we do oh I didn't know I I I, I really didn't know. Here Here's your money or whatever. Knowingly, when you hurt someone in any form, in any sense, then you are it, going to have to answer for it. It is going to affect you. But you may just have to wait until you come face to face with the creator. And then that's when you are going to have to address all the things that you did to people that were not good that were rotten and you knew what you were doing so that's where that's how i believe so i'm sure that there are people who have uh arguments plenty of people out there who have arguments about what i just said but we all have our own beliefs we're all entitled to our own beliefs and that's just mine. And mine are based on what I've seen personally. Not on stories I've read about. Not on any type of uh, people telling me stories. No, this is from what I've seen in my life. Now, we have people who wonder why certain things happen to them. Now, why do certain people have types of experiences, say for example, people who um, say that they're attacked by entities, people who are oppressed by entities, is that part of because they've done something to other people? That's another question I get. Do you think that uh, this is happening to me because of I, I was rotten to people, or I was going out on my husband, my first husband, and I became pregnant from someone else when I was married to my first husband, la, la, la. No, no, no. When we have things like this happen to us, there are many different ways that these things come in to our lives. There are many different doorways. I mean, and we've talked about that before, how some of the things that we think are just innocent really are not, are really types of doorways. And it's so easy for us to be fooled. It's so easy for us not even to think that we could be doing anything wrong that how could, how could this invite something in? How could I give something, an invitation, to invade my space just by doing this or doing that? Because there is something, and it's called deception. It's called deceit. And a lot of these things deceive us. They seem innocent. I talked before about astrology and about the woman who saw her mother's death when she was doing whatever astrologists do, charting the stars, whatever it is that they do to get their their readings. And she saw that, and her mother did die at the time when when she saw, and that's when she quit doing it. That's when she realized that, okay, maybe there's something that's uh, not really too good about all of this. Just like people who read tea leaves. When I first heard about this a long time ago when I was a kid, I thought that was the silliest thing ever. Even certain notes that are played, even certain words put in certain sentences. I mean, the list just goes on and on. Yes, there are certain words that you can, well, that's called conjuring, but we all know about that. Most of us do anyways. But it's just, and yes, notes, keys, musical notes. It's, that seems so innocent. And I'm not saying that, oh, you can accidentally play these notes. No, you can't. You cannot accidentally play these notes. These notes that are used for things like this are knowledge-based. You know what you're doing when you do this. You have to get to a certain, uh, a certain place to recognize these and to put them in their proper order. So don't be all scared about stuff like this. And there is also something that most of us have when we realize, and it sound, it may sound strange, but a lot of it is you just won't like it. People will hear something, and be like, "Ugh, yuck i I don't like this." It's r- like a repellent to the majority of us. So these things are done with an understanding, just like certain words. There are, and it goes along with the, the notes that we were talking, that I'm just talking about, certain, certain words, certain things that are said, um, okay, for example, it was told to me that one of the big reasons why the right of exorcism works better than any other type of ritual is because of the tone and the inflection because when the words are spoken in Latin it has a different range, a different pitch and that is one of the things that's so powerful. So you can Well, people, practitioners can use these to conjure and to invite. But then, of course, as in anything, there is also something else that can neutralize this and that can banish this. And it's in the tones. I am... I was studying about that a few years ago, and it's very, very interesting. And I'll, I'll get back at some other time and talk about this and how, I mean, it, it's very interesting. They even talk about these type of things as far as healing certain diseases and um, even cancers and things like this. And this is very, a very ancient practice. And I, I believe to a point, I you probably, I, I mean, I know that a lot of these things have been lost during the years, during the centuries. But at the beginning, I believe that these things worked. Now it's difficult. Now people can only... Try the best they can to do these things. So it's probably uh, like watered down, for lack of a better word. These things are have been watered down now because when things like this aren't done, and a lot of the knowledge is lost, it takes a as long as it hasn't been used. It's going to take that long to even be able to get it back, and then. You have to have people who are doing this and who are so so consumed by doing this to try to get this all back, this knowledge. And who has time for that these days? Not a whole lot of people. So that's one of the reasons why some of these things take longer maybe than we think they should because they've been watered down. A lot of the knowledge has been lost. I'm sure that it seems to me um i'm pretty sure that for whatever reason now when we talk about harmonics when we talk about tones and pitches and things like this inflection even the way when you speak even the way when you sing the for some reason the bad part of it has been Kept up through all of the millennia. The bad part of it is still strong as ever, while the good part of it is not. Now, I mean, of course, it's on purpose. Of course, these things were done on purpose to try to just abolish any type of the good harmonic thing that ever, that was ever around, it's not all gone, okay? But it's going to take a long time to get it back. So if it's been gone for 24,000 years, I'm just putting a number out there. If it's been out of practice for 24,000 years, it's going to take up almost that length of time to get it back. Because it's been hidden It's being suppressed. It's being like if it was written on paper, they would have tore up the paper. They would have burned the paper and just thrown it away because that's how the darkness works. That's just how the, the darkness, the evil, the wicked, that's how it works. Because any time you put on the light, even a small light, it will dispel the darkness. But you can't cover the light with darkness. That light will remain shining. See, you could be in a pitch dark room and turn on that light and... The light overpowers the dark but you can't go in the room with a light and the darkness overpowers the light see what i'm saying so that is why but to get all that back yeah that that will take a very very long time to get it back as far as the same intensity And that's one of the reasons, not the only one, but that's one of the reasons why we've got so many problems today. That's why we're being overrun with such evil and um, now we've got people who just see and experience and hear all kinds of, I mean, I hate to use the word crazy, but it is crazy. I had a client a couple of weeks ago. She came in. I've never seen her before. We started talking and she started telling me that she's originally from Virginia. She said she was from such a small town. This girl is like 24 years old. She said, yeah, I'm from such a small, small town. She said, my backyard was like the woods and my school was a barn we actually went to school in a barn there were only a handful of kids in there i think she said that they were there were like 18 kids in her school and she said so being out there in the woods was just an everyday thing you went to the wood you played in the woods you walked through the woods you knew the woods. You knew how to get in and out. You weren't you weren't going out there and getting lost because it was just first nature to you. Not second nature. It was first nature. And then she said that um, first they lived on like one side of the woods and then they moved and they lived on the other side. But it was uh, all the same woods. She could walk through the woods and get to her old house. No problem. And she said, but strange things started happening there they would notice she said we've been playing out there for since she was a, a kid they would go take their dolls out there and play and the boys would be out there playing whatever boys play with their their uh fake guns or whatever boys do if you could if it wasn't too bad in certain areas, you could ride your bikes through there. They'd have their little picnics out there. They'd make tents and hideouts out there. That's what they did. And she said that weird things started happening. They started noticing like things on the ground, like rocks in in certain orders. She asked me if I knew what a sigil was. I said yes. And she said um, there were rocks that looked like sigils in the formation. She said there were sticks and twigs that they noticed were starting to be made in formations. There was a lot of ground cover in these certain areas. And she said uh, the strange thing about it is that they'd be playing out there one day. Then the next day they go back and play there. And she said a lot of the ground cover had been cleared out. And that's when they noticed a lot of these things. So her parents said, Well, you're not going to be able to go out there and um, play anymore. Just stay here closer to the house. And she said it was really sucked because they had been out in the woods all their lives. And now they're not allowed to go out there. So... Apparently, they were somebody, some people, whatever, were starting to go out there and practice some sort of, um, I don't know what I, I would like to call it. They were starting to practice something. And I've heard other stories from people telling me that and okay, when I tell you this, I I want to say that these people are not. Um, oh, I I don't know how to explain. These people are well rounded. They're not um, what I would consider to be like out of their minds, uh, with mental issues, anything like this. These are just your down to earth, everyday people saying that they were out there and, um, for whatever reason, there were a lot of flies buzzing around. So they decided, well, let's get out of here. They said that there were so many flies, it was like unnerving, like something had to be there for all these flies to be there at that time. Yet they could see nothing that would attract all these Like, there were just so many flies there. It was unbelievable. So they went ahead and got out of there. They were going back to the house. And one of the flies from the big gang of flies got into the house. And she said that she was going to swat the fly. And the fly said, no. Yes. She got a fly swatter. She went to go swat the fly. And it didn't say no. It screamed like, no like that I was like wait a minute she said you know what I'm telling you the truth she said maybe it's my imagination my mom my parents said it was my imagination she said I know what I heard the fly said no it screamed like no and I said "Did you kill it and she said no I dropped the fly water and I took off running I said, well, maybe there was someone else around. Maybe one of your siblings, maybe somebody like that. And she said, no, there was nobody else there. So in, and it's not like I believe everyone. It's not that I'm like the most naive person in America. But when she told me this and the look on her face... I believed her. And she said that she only said it to her parents. She told her parents at one time when it happened, and she never told anyone else about it before, after that. Didn't tell her friends, didn't tell anyone else. Her parents just gaffed it off. Oh, there was just, you know, you were hearing something or whatever, you were hearing the TV. And then she just said, oh, okay, and never said anything else. She said, I know what I heard. And of course, I said, well, what happened? Was that fly still buzzing around? And she said, no, don't know what happened to it. It must have flew out the door. And when somebody opened the door, she said, I don't know. But see, it has affected her. Because even now, she has this. She said it's not a a dreadful fear. Like, she's not so fearful that she's just going to flip out every time a fly goes into her house or whatever. But she said she does not like I mean, of no no one likes them, but she said she just has like this little inkling of fear. She doesn't like them, but she won't talk about it because she said she's afraid if she talks about it or says anything about it, like in her house or wherever she's at, that it's going to happen to her more and more. And I understand this. I understand what she's saying because I'm, I'm kind of like the same way. So I won't address certain things, especially, like we were talking about, inside. I won't do it, no. And I advise people not to address certain things that happen to them, certain type of activities. Don't address them in the house. Go outside and talk about it. I won't even address anything in my car. That's that's how bad I am. But, um... Yeah, we've got a lot of people who are just reporting all of these strange things, and it's just going to get worse. And I was talking last week about how it has that fall feeling, like we're in July, but it feels like fall. To me, because to me, fall has a different type of energy. And I got some emails about from other people about how it feels like fall to them, and they've even noticed the sky having like this warm glow to it, the sky having that golden tint to it. In the evenings, and sometimes even during the day. See, and this is what I do in the morning when I get up, I go and I look out that front window, I turn off the porch lights, and I just have a moment there. And I've been doing this now, that's like my morning routine. I've been doing this now for many years. So I know where the sun is at certain times of the day, especially in the morning. In the morning when I first get up, it's dark. But later on, because I go in there periodically, the reason I go in there is because I want to make sure that the sun is not going to hit on certain parts of that room because I have some pictures in there. I don't want the sun to fade out. So I'll go in there at a certain time and close the blinds until a certain time. and Then I open them back up when I know that the sun has risen so that it's not coming into that room. And I know what time this occurs because I've been doing it for so long. But now it's different. It's not happening the way that it has in the past. It's... Totally different. To the point where I even had to move stuff around. Like how in the world is the sun coming in here? This has never happened before at this time of day. As well as in the evening. The sun comes into that room twice a day now. It never used to do that. Because now I have to go back in that room later on. And close What are the other blinds? I've never had to do that in the past, but now I do. It's almost like the sun or maybe the earth, I don't know, has shifted just a little bit. So that this is happening. And that's the only reason I, I know and I can talk about this because I'm not talking about. I've been doing this for months. No, I've been doing this same thing for years because I don't want the sun to come into that room and hit on this and on that. And this has been going on for years. Okay, and then at this time I can just go open them up. Sun's already gone. It's not gonna, not gonna um, come back until the next day. No, not anymore, guys. And now the time varies. It's. I'm not just saying that, oh, now I can't, I don't close them until 8 and I open them at 10. No. Now it varies. It's kind of almost random. I'm telling you, it's the strangest thing that I've encountered as far as this type of thing. It's... I don't. I don't understand it. I've heard people talking about there are two sons now. Well, I haven't seen two personally, but I know a lot of people who are talking about the second son. People have sent me pictures of the two sons. So I will tell you that back in two thousand and five, with that big, huge tsunami in uh, Thailand or ever it happened, and the devastation that it did, this, and I know I've said this before, but maybe some of you don't know this, maybe you didn't hear, um, The it was so big, this tsunami was so huge, that it knocked the earth slightly, just slightly off the axis it was prior to the tsunami with that happening it also changed our time i'm talking about a fragment i'm talking about the earth shift shifting it was shifted by a fragment just like the time well with the earth shift by that nano whatever you want to call it, just a fragment, just a minuscule, the time also had to shift. I don't know if a lot of you have noticed this, but the time has been going by. I'm not going to say fast. I'm going to say it's going by at a rapid rate. And I'm not just talking about the days and the weeks. I'm talking about, for example, I'm up in the morning getting ready at 5. I, get, I start getting ready for, at 5 a.m. Before I know it, and I do the same thing every morning. Whether I go to work or not, I might start off a little bit later on my days off. But it's usually around the same time. Because I'm just that type of person. I just do everything. I have my routine. And I've noticed that before I know it, it's 8 o'clock. Wait a minute. How do you start getting ready at 5 a.m.? Unless I'm taking a nap in between all of this. The next thing I know, it's 8 o'clock. It's 8 a.m. Three hours. Doing what? It's it's a very strange phenomenon. And I've noticed this just really recently. I'm going to say I've noticed this since the, uh, since the time change. And this is not brought on by the time change. For some reason, I just noticed it. So, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what... The cause of this is because if it would have been because of the slight shift in 2005, well, it took 16 years to really be noticeable. I don't think so. I think that there's something else right now. And I'm not the only one who's noticed it. I had a client earlier today who noticed it. I told her, okay, in 20 minutes. We're going to do this. That's, you know, that's only, we only have to wait 20 minutes and then we're going to do this. And she was like, okay. And then she was like, whoa, wait a minute. I already got to start getting, it's already been 20 minutes. And I looked and I was like, my gosh, how in the world did that happen? It's like I blinked my eyes twice, 20 minutes went by. So there, there's something else going on. I don't know what it is, but I do know that there is something else happening here. Anyways, um, that's about all I've got right now. This whole time thing, though, you really have to look into it. And it may answer some of your questions. Because when you're talking about time, it's a lot more than just that. It's a lot more than something we use to measure our days and our lives. There's a lot more to it than just Oh, it's 12 noon or it's midnight, especially when we're coming up on the fall season, which also is very, um, well, that's when it really, really starts, you know, when we're talking about the occult and things like this, that's when it really starts. But anyways, um, I'll be talking about that more probably on Monday. I will try to get back this weekend. I know that I've got some stories to tell you guys, and um, I just haven't been able to get them all together so that I can present them to you, but I haven't forgot about it, okay? So anyways, I'm gonna try to get back Sunday. If not, I will be back on Monday. Until then, everybody have a great weekend. I'll be talking to you soon. Ciao.